Welcome back to another Aramont podcast. I'm your host, Nick DeFord, and this is the first in a series of five podcasts that we're going to be doing that introduces you to each of our 2021-2022 artists in residence. We're really excited to have this program back, especially after last year. We put the program on hiatus due to the pandemic. So these five artists that you're going to meet over the next couple of podcasts have waited a year to come to Aeromont. And we're really excited to have them on campus, working creatively, working in their studio once again. The residents arrived this past May, and they're going to stay a full year, leaving in May of 2022. So if you're planning on coming to campus, I hope you get a chance to meet them in person. Otherwise, this is a great way that you can know more about them and their work. The very first resident I'm going to talk to is Horacio Casillas. Horacio was born in Chandler, Arizona, and raised in Jalisco, Mexico for most of his childhood. His family moved back to the U.S. to San Angelo, Texas, and in 2013, he received his BFA in ceramics from Angelo State University and his MFA from the University of North Texas in 2018. We talk a lot today about how his art school experience influenced his creative evolution and also how he built community at these arts programs. Horacio also draws a lot of inspiration from his faith, which we spend time talking about, specifically Catholic architecture. So I would encourage you, if you don't know Horacio's work well, go to his website, view his work, have that in your mind as we talk about his influences today. So welcome, Horacio Casillas. evolved for sure and I think like most artists it, it evolves and it's continuing to evolve but um so a little bit of like a, a background um I um like I, I went to UNT for for my master's and and that's where I I like was introduced to soda fired and wood fired um you know ways of 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 firing ceramics and and I fell in love with it, it was like like mind blowing, so like eye opening, um, and I honestly like I was like, this is so new, it's so crazy. Um, I loved it, and it just kind of uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like growing up on a farm and and growing up on a ranch and just like very rustic. Um, so for like the entire time that I was in grad school, I did atmospheric firing. Um, and then, um, I, I got a residency, um, uh, there in Texas, like, like really close to where I went to grad school. And, um, I, I only had the option of like, um, electric firing and, um, yeah. So like my options for soda firing and atmospheric firing were, were very limited. So that's kind of where my work started to evolve. I had to start thinking about, okay, what, what can I, what can I do differently in my work um, that still allows me to, to explore in that, um, yeah, just to keep making work. So I started using mid-range red clay um, and, and started electric firing. And yeah, I just went through this whole process of like figuring out uh, surfaces and and designs and things like that of like um, specifically carving into the pieces. And so fast forward to, um, to, my, to, the, to, to the present where I absolutely um, can only use 
um, electric kilns. Um, my work is now like um, dipped into terra sigillata and um, I've started, yeah, carving into, into the pieces, um, yeah, to represent like cathedral style, cathedral style work and very Gothic, uh, very ornate. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. It's like, it's yeah, white, um, red clay with white terra sigillata, uh, very different from atmospheric firing. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's very different from what I used to do. Um, but it kind of also, the, the transition of this like evolution kind of also came about from wanting to um, incorporate a little bit of my, my faith into the work. So before it was just, um, yeah, very, very organic looking pots, um, which I still love. But I, I was thinking, like, how do I, how do I incorporate my faith um, into these, into these works? Aside from just the act of creating, which for me kind of mimics um, the creator himself. But like, what, what can I add to the surface of these pots that will represent my faith? Um, and so I mentioned earlier, like carving to make to make them look like gothic cathedrals um and that came about from really just like the when when Notre Dame um burned you know like when it went up in flames and it was like like that was an eye-opener and I was like wait a minute like first of all it was really sad for me to see that and then um yeah just like it, it sparked this idea like I could be I could be uh representing this this type of like this architecture you know this um this tradition within the, within the church on my on my work um so that's where those those uh designs come about and and i've like tweaked them and like i've added my own like um design concepts into them but like it's been it's been huge because it, i almost have this like endless possibility of like of design uh, with so many of these cathedrals out there um yeah so that's kind of where the evolution is now i think what's interesting about your work you know the work that i know um is that you sort of explore both a lot of of content and subject and concept in some of your pieces but you also of course are a utilitarian potter too you make pots so maybe talk a little yeah. bit you know you talked um about how faith certainly influences your work um how do you and I think even with you utilitarian objects, you know, that subject matter is there, that content is there. How much is it, how important is it for you as a ceramicist uh, to sort of go back and forth between sculptural installation or content-based works and then works that are purely functional that you want people to use? Okay, yeah. So it's it's very for me it's very important for for these pieces to to be functional i mean i i love i love pottery i love making functional work um and what i love about it is that there's just this the idea of like having somebody use your work um and like have some kind of a connection to it um to the work but also to the maker of it and for me that's that kind of represents a little bit of my faith. It's like, okay, like I'm like these, these things that God has created in the world. Um, we have a connection to them um, in a certain way, whatever it may be. 
but then also like for me i have a connection with whatever the the created object is but also with the creator himself um so that's kind of how i see like the way or the the things that i make um and i i mean don't get me wrong i i love i love work that is that is simply um to be admired um you know whether it's paintings or even like the architect like architecture itself the ornateness of it um from like comparing gothic cathedrals to like modern day architecture um i feel like modern day architecture is very functional um and has done away with a little bit of the ornateness and uh just simply for for beauty um and what i what i like doing is it's kind of combining the two it's like okay we we don't have to necessarily do away with beauty um just to have something functional like why can't we have both right um and i think that's kind of what i'm trying to do i'm trying to incorporate both of them um because you know because why not you know like it's well and it makes it, it makes sense to me especially like in the catholic faith you know so much of so much of you know getting across um having a religious experience is having the religious experience with the beauty of architecture like you brought up or even i think about um you know various uh eucharistic rites right like communion and yeah. um and uh uh other traditions that have a lot of especially even in in fiber arts and embroidery like ecclesiastical uh yeah. garments and wardrobe you know the idea is that to really express the beauty of creation you you kind of have to you have to rely on art to do that exactly yeah no it's it's beautiful i think of like um yeah just like so so like paintings and and stained glass windows and all these things that are beautiful and ornate and um i guess quote unquote decorative um they are so very much functional, you know, like yeah, exactly. a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not just, oh, it's not just for you to look at, but no, they, they, they have a function, they have a purpose. Um, and it is to like elevate, elevate your mind and elevate your, your spirit to like something more transcendent. Um, and that's, yeah, that's definitely how I view making my work. Well, and that's how, you know, for somebody who's not a potter myself or a, a clay artist, but working at Aeromont, you know, I've certainly come to appreciate uh, ceramic works yeah. and collected a lot of ceramic works and have collected a lot of utilitarian ceramic works. Part of that reason is that when I drink out of a coffee cup that was is finely made and is is aesthetically pleasing to me, it's a lot better than drinking out of my, it's better each morning. I mean, I, I actually in my, for whatever reason, in my car on my commute, I choose not to drink out of like a thermos or anything like that. I drink out of nice. like handmade mugs and they like wobble cool. in my car. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, that's the whole, like, why would I want to drink out of anything else? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, there's actually, it's funny because there's, there's times when, um, depending on what I'm going through, like there are times where I will like go into the cupboard and into my cup collection and I will choose something that is less ornate. Um, that that I can simply see like okay this is this is uh simply functional um and there's also a beauty in that as well as that like okay like my eye can my eye can have like this this rest on on something that's that's simple versus something that's extremely ornate um but I what I like is that they 
I can have them both living in the same cupboard. You know, I can have this 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 ornate piece of work that's also functional right next to this um, simplistic piece of work that's also functional. And I don't know, they, I just feel like those things just live together. Well, I like how you specifically sort of brought up, you know, stained glass windows as being, you know, utilitarian because I think a lot of times people miss that, that they are, you know, like the reason yeah. why you have stained glass windows in cathedrals is to give that, that light that lighting ambiance that you spoke of to have a higher spiritual experience it's not just to look at as an as an image or an object but it's to for light to pass through and create an effect inside right yeah yeah um so you mentioned that you've done a couple of different residencies and of course you're you're on the on the cusp of of, of starting the residency at Aramont maybe you can talk a little bit about some of your past residency experiences, what it means for an artist to be in a residency and what it's meant for you and what you look forward to residencies in the future. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've done, I've done, so I've done one, one residency in the past. Um, and it was, it was a, it was a pretty good experience. So like the, what I, what I really loved about it was, um, it just felt like a, like a, like a journey you know like it's sometimes it's a little bit unexpected what you're going to go through um it's exciting you know i think i i kind of compare it to like going backpacking um and just like experiencing nature um you're just kind of having your eyes open looking looking around to see what what you're going to see next but uh for me it was the community i really enjoyed like meeting the meeting new people um uh working working with 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 staff and 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 really just kind of like coming up with like game plans to like, okay, like how is this gonna work? Like what's expected of me? Um, that type of thing. And and like I said, mostly mostly the community, um, making new friends. Um, and yeah, just like being able to share my work with new people. Um, in my in my past residency, I this was a kind of a crazy experience, but I I lived in a recreation facility, so it was like never done before. They had a residency studio and, a, and an apartment within um, like a recreation facility with, with a gym and pools and tracks. Uh, and what they were trying to do was incorporate like um, two, like, yeah, different communities or demographics, I, you should say, you could say, um, like people that, that are mostly into sports or working out into and like introducing them to this life of uh of an artist you know that maybe doesn't jive with that type of um demographic um i mean that doesn't go for everybody but it, it was interesting it was it was cool to see all so like all sorts of different people come into my studio and like inquire about like what i'm doing um it was so new to so many of them um yeah it was it was a really cool experience um Though it was, <laughs> they they didn't quite have um, what like everything that I needed for my practice, um, which was a little bit difficult. But at the end of the day, like I just had to make it work, and I think that's kind of part of yeah, that's part of the process of like any residency and any new place that you that you go to is that um, you just kind of have to make it work. There's you're not always going to have everything that you want or that you need. Um, but nonetheless, it was it was a pretty good experience, and definitely looking forward to 
to Aramont, uh, especially because you guys do have <laughs> what what I need yeah. uh, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. Well, I mean, you brought that up sort of at the very beginning that I think when you were in school, that's assuming when I think you were really doing um, some of the atmospheric firing, but then yeah. leaving school, not having access to those facilities and those kilns yeah. sort of forced you to, to look at uh, other things. And I think that's something that it's, it's not even just about residencies and residencies having the facilities that you need, but a lot of people when they leave academia are suddenly realizing how much school gave them in terms of not just education, but the facilities and access to tools. And I think, you know, talk a little yeah. bit about that and what that was like. You know, I, I, I tend to have this in, in the interviews that I've done so far with this podcast that's come up a, a couple of times. And I think it's a good thing to talk about is to the people who are out there who are listening, who might be in school right now or thinking about going to grad school, that transition out and what that, what that meant in terms of, like you said, being flexible. Yeah, for sure. So um, my recommendation is that you just never stop making, regardless of whether you have what, like what you need or don't, or maybe even like, maybe even you, you like, you can't work in the medium that you're used to, like you're still an artist, right? Like, so I'm sure there's something that you can pick up and, and start working on. Um, and yeah, just so ne never stop making, but also be proactive about like, okay, like if you have these goals, if you have something that you, that you really want to work on, um, search it out, like make sure that you are, you're in communication with, with people that, um, like stay in contact with your professors, that type of thing, but also like just call people. Don't be afraid to, to like search out in your hometown, like, okay, is there a maker space? Is there some type of like artist community? um and and join them i know that i know that as artists we we tend to be very like interested like what's the word um kind of yeah I, there's this sort of myth that we're all alone in our studio you know in yeah our head all the time yeah yeah like don't let that be the case because um yeah i mean we are we are a community and that's that's where we when we're when we're close to a community that's when we make our best work i think um so definitely, yeah, search that out. Um, and also, yeah, be be flexible. Be willing to allow yourself to completely change your work, or or like if it's gradual, but at least at least let yourself um, evolve. Um, I think that's that's very that's very important for for anybody, even if you're not an artist. You know, you're going to evolve as time goes on, and to embrace that and allow that to happen because. To be honest, it's kind of inevitable. So might as well, might as well allow it. Um, but yeah, just, just kind of go with it. And um, but very important, just be proactive about it and and allow those those changes to come. Well, and I think that's definitely very good advice for our current times. You know, I think this pandemic has forced so many people to not only have access to the studios that they may be used to, but they don't have access to the community that they're used to. You can't right. necessarily be around people right now or in the past year. Right. But at the same time, I've seen people be proactive. Like you mentioned, you start making with whatever you have in your house. You, you, you Zoom more people, you jump on Zoom calls, you, you, you find out ways to connect, which I think is really important as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I, I, you know, 
I think that's it sort of loops back to what, how we started this conversation and talking about how faith is important in your work. You know, I think that like we just said, like some artists aren't extroverts, right? They don't want to be around people. They want to be by themselves, yeah. which is fine. But I, when you have a community of people coming together to talk, to be together, to have fellowship, basically, there's an enrichment from that. And a lot of that is also comes from faith as well. You know, faith, yeah. uh, most, most faiths at least have have an aspect of people coming together for worship or for um, having their traditions and religious experience. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and what community has meant in that sense too. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, you mentioned the Catholic church and that is, yeah, I, I didn't say it, but I am, I am, uh, I am Catholic. Um, and for me, it's, uh, man, it, it's, it's crazy. It, it really does. Um, it really does kind of define me um, in a lot of ways, but um, it's, it's kind of what I, yeah, like what, where I feel at home. Um, and I know that, yeah, whatever your faith background is, whatever, whatever it is that you, um, that you believe in, like, there is a community for you. Like, it doesn't, you know, there definitely is a community for you. Um, and I know, like, like we said, like we, a lot of artists tend to be introverts, but um, yeah, like don't feel like there isn't a place that you can, um, that you can fit into. Um, and I think that that is, is so important to find, to find a community, to find um, people who are, who are supportive of you. But the beauty is that like, yeah, we have the capability of, of finding community um, anywhere. So, yeah, for me, that is my, is my Catholic faith. Um, like, I, I, I am proactive about, like, okay, like, I'm going to go to Bible study. I'm going to meet with the guys and, um, yeah, like, try to enrich my, my spirituality. Um, while at the same time, like, I, I know I have a community within, like, the ceramic community. Um, and then, likewise, in the art community as a whole. So it's, it's super important for me to, to not let any of those like fizzle out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope think, I, I hope I answered the question. I w I'm not sure look, if I even. You totally did. And I think you also brought up, you know, something that I ha hadn't even mentioned yet, but was thinking about in my head the entire time, which is, you know, again, coming back, like being a part, I've, I've always feel like when I go to Inseca, I feel like I've kind of snuck in the back door somehow. Like, like <laughs> I, I'm not a, you know, not being a ceramics artist. It's, but I know most of the people that I feel part of the community, even though I'm not a ceramic yeah. artist, when I'm there, I see people at Inseca that I haven't seen in a year or two, or I've taught at Aramont or past work studies or past residents. And it's yeah. always an incredible experience. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm saddened that like this year we won't have Inseca because that in, in a right. way is that convergence, that community, that, is, that, 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 that sense of fellowship, that ceramic artist, even, even if there are introverted ceramic artists, which I don't know if I know that many, <laughs> you know, ceramics is one of those media that, that, that has that community, you know, and, and yeah. encourages it. And it's so strong, you know, yeah. and, um, uh, you know, I, I don't think you see that in a lot in, in some of the other media as much, let's just say. Right, right, yeah. And yeah, not not like, okay, so I have a little bit of, I have a little story and not yeah. to like bash any other medium, but <laughs> um, 
uh, yeah, I remember in grad school. Um, so the, 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 the first floor hallway was all ceramic, um, majors, right? And upstairs, there were, you know, painting, photography, um, like multimedia, um, like all those majors. Um, well, downstairs, we all had our doors open. We would walk into each other's, into each other's, uh, studios, like pretty frequently. It was kind of loud. You know, everybody had either music playing or everybody was talking. Um, and we, I mean, we'd have breakfast together, like often in the studios. And then like you, you would go upstairs, um, and like every door was closed and the lights were off because I guess nobody had walked out into the hallway in such a long time. Um, but it, 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 in ways, it, <laughs> in some ways it kind of makes sense. I guess it's like, um, I, I'm not sure like what, like what type of mentality you have to go into to, to create these paintings or, or doing photography. Um, and, and I'm sure, and it obviously works for them in that context, but like, I think as potters, it was so part of our making process to be able to talk to each other. There were two phrases that Horacio mentioned that really struck home to me. One was never stop making. The other is there's always a community for you. I think during this pandemic, both of those phrases are really important to keep in mind. And we had this conversation during the spring before Horacio has even come to campus. So already by the time you're listening to this podcast, we have started back a community at Aeromont. I think it's really important to make those connections, but even in difficult times, to keep being creative and to keep creatively making. I also want to make a note that even though we talk about Inseca not happening this past spring, it did happen. Uh, I was able to go to the virtual Inseca conference, and even though it missed some of those inner, in-person experiences that are so special to a conference such as Inseca, it was still really memorable. And I appreciate the organization for bringing people together, and even Aeromont, as we had several different Zooms and events that people could come to so that we could connect back to our community. So I hope you join us here uh, next on uh, the next podcast as we keep meeting our new current artists and residents and getting to know them better. So I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.